show may contain naughty language and explicit content. You have been warned. Welcome to Facehammer, an Age of Sigmar podcast. Bringing you product reviews, news from the UK tournament scene, as well as some pro hobby tips. So stay tuned and get ready for some hammer to your face. Welcome to Face Hammer episode 76. It's me, Russ the Faceville, and I'm joined by Terry, the troubadour of painting Pike. Troubadour of painting. There you go. Slave of painting, mate. Paint slave. That's probably a better one to use. Yeah, but it's self-inflicted, so it's not really slavery. See, like the painting gimp. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, this show is all going to be about the Sylvaneth Battle Tome, which has finally ripened um, and is ready to be uh, unleashed onto everyone uh, in its dicky sap form of It took its sweet goodness. time. It did, but you can't you can't rush these things. So uh, yeah, you, you know, no longer on a boat um, and ready to be. Uh, used by the uh, tournament scene and discarded. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So um, we're going to talk through the battle tome. um, And I know that it already kind of been out there and people have seen bits and some people have actually seen the whole book and people have talked about it. But officially we have our sample and we can talk about it. So we're talking about it. Um, So I think we're going to basically go straight in, uh, unless there's anything you want to say quickly terry before we uh now get into the smash it out (laughs) smash it out okay um cool so we're gonna just talk about the book and um some of the things that i think are quite good uh and some list designs um that i kind of dabbled with um, back when i thought it was coming out sooner um so i think we start off with the allegiance ability so um there's been a, quite a few changes around the trees and how the trees work and how the teleporting works. Um, so it makes quite a big difference to the army. So some of those traditional, like, um, you know, those big winterly formations with dryads teleporting all over the board four times and really not doing a lot, um, that's all kind of gone, um, thankfully. <laughs> so um, I think... <sighs> I mean, we could go into it. Probably want to talk about the wildwood first, just because it's such a big change. Yeah, I mean, it is completely different, so, so it's probably worth doing. Yeah, it's a completely different model, um, which actually is really cool because you have these like free trees, and they've got these little arms that stick out that you can join the tips, and you can either have um, up to three of them or six of them touching tips, and it gives you a bigger wood. But the inside area counts as a wood, so it's a lot easier to play around and you don't get this, oh, I can't fit through here and I'm standing up here and I'm oh, am I going to put my guy on top of this tree and all this kind of rubbish that you, you had with the old woods where you couldn't quite fit between the circles and some people are like, oh, we'll play circles and oh, we'll play abstractly and then, you know, so it's quite nice that that's gone. Um, but effectively, you get one wild wood terrain so after territories have been chosen before you set up armies you can put one wildwood anywhere on the battlefield more than one from any terrain obviously in the handbook that'll be three inches from terrain more than one from the enemy territory and more than six away from any objectives 
So if both can set up, you have to dice off. So it's a little bit restricted because you have to be three away from other terrain, six from objectives, and one from your enemy territory. So it's actually quite hard to get a wood down. Um, I haven't. I, I can't tell you how big it is physically because I I haven't seen it. So I I think it's about the same size with three woods. Um, so it might be quite tricky to actually set it down. Well, yeah, if it's got to go in an inch away from your opponent's territory it has to go in yours three away from terrain and six away from objectives you're probably not going to be able to put it down often like with the size of terrain and stuff you you just may not be able to put it down at all yeah maybe not but i think it's um it's one of those things that will be quite important and if you're planning at someone who could set up terrain in your territory they could easily like uh, plug a gap um you know, if you, you especially in scenarios where there's lots of objectives on the table, it's going to be quite tricky. If you're playing something like Scorched Earth and there's six objectives, there's three on your side, that's a big area of the table you can't put it in. Yeah. So um, it's going to be quite tricky. You might have to be a little bit um, clever with where you place it. Um, thankfully, the board edge restriction's gone from the General's Handbook FAQ. Um, yeah. It's not as important to the army as it used to be, so it's one of those things. So what does it do? So um, it has the following rules. It has overgrown wilderness, so models not visible to each other if an imaginary straight line, one millimetre wild, wide, wild, drawn between the closest points of the two models, crosses more than one of an awakened wildwood. Um, it doesn't apply if the models can fly, either of them. Um, in the hero phase, if a spell is successfully cast by a wizard wholly within six of an awakened wildwood and it's not unbound, roll a dice for each unit within one inch of that wildwood. It doesn't affect Sylvaneff on a five plus, they take d3 mortal wounds. Yeah. And at the end of the charge phase, roll a dice for each unit within one of a wildwood, which does not have the Sylvaneff keyword. On a six, they take d3 mortal wounds. Well, they've removed the deadly yeah. aspect from it. And just so made it more like the dangerous terrain. Yeah, which affects on a one and only if you're at the end of the charge phase. But interestingly, it doesn't matter if you move or not. So you could actually be in combat and there's a charge phase on both people's turns. Oh yeah, so you could actually just start getting hit by the trees even if you didn't charge. Yeah, if you're fighting around the wood basically. Yeah. So um, it's only a one in six. But yeah, but it's, it's still just... D3 mortal wounds, isn't that? Yeah, if you roll the six, yeah, it's, um, it's okay. Um, so in terms of allegiance abilities, you've got the forest spirits. So instead of setting up a silver F unit on the battlefield, you can place it to one side and say it's hidden up and is set up in the hidden enclaves as a reserve. Um, you can set up one reserve unit in the enclaves for each unit you set up on the battlefield. So you have to put some stuff on the table. At the end of your movement phase, you can set it up. Um, basically wholly within six of a wildwood more than nine away from enemy units and if you don't set up uh, by the fourth by the start of the fourth battle round they count as being slain so you have to be a bit careful with that if you can't put your woods down yeah <laughs> uh, but you'll know that before you you'll start setting first, up yeah. so, uh, so you've got navigate realm routes so instead of making a normal move um, one friendly Sylvaneff unit holder within six of a Wildwood can navigate the realm routes. If it does, remove it, 
Senate up holding six of another Wake and Wildwood, nine from the enemy. So again, you need a second wood down, but you can teleport one unit, which is the key bit. It's not every unit, it's one unit. And it's got the whole within six, whereas before you could go within three and spread out in a daisy chain and you could do multiple units. Yeah. Um, and it's got places of power. So after territories have been chosen, but before armies are set up, you can pick one terrain feature on the battlefield that was not set up by your opponent. And you don't take battle shock for silver knife units while they're wholly within six of that terrain feature. So that's quite, quite good. That's, inter- that's little... quite interesting. Yeah, I think it's um, it's quite nice because you could pick your wildwood, but you could also pick just something else. So it uh, gives you a little bastion of immune to battle shock. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Quite good if you've got an objective you want to put some dryads on, basically. Um, then the glades. So um, you can give your whole army a glade, and these are like the big, formation type things but they're now like uh rather than being a formation you they're actually like an overarching special rule bit like the stormcast chambers and there are six of them or seven of them because i can't count so oaken brown gnarl root heartwood ironbark winterleaf dreadwood and harvest boon and we will talk about those in detail later um i think it's probably a good idea to talk a little bit about the spells uh, and then we will go into like the artifacts. And then I, I imagine we'll talk about the big groves uh, after that. Um, so, yep. so in terms of spells, um, Sylvaneth wizards know the Verdant Blessing spell in addition to any other spells they know, um, and you can choose to roll or pick from the list of the deep lore of the Deepwood. So Verdant Blessing is on a six, and if you cast it, one awakened wildwood wholly within 24 of the caster, more than one inch from any other model, terrain feature, or objective. So every wizard can set up woods with a, with a spell. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, in terms of the lore itself, you've got Throne of Vines on a five. Uh, add two to casting rolls for the caster until the caster makes a move or is set up. So that breaks the, the um, teleporting stuff. Yeah, teleporting, but still keep vines and and you know uh, the whole D three to unbind was pretty good. So that's kind of yeah lost a lot of its usefulness. Um, regrowth on a five. Pick a friendly Sylvaneth unit within wholly within eighteen of the caster. Heal up to D six wounds. So similar as it was before, just wholly within in there now. Um, Old favourite of yours, Dwellers Below? Dwellers. Uh, not quite as uh, game-changing as it used to be in 8th edition, uh, thankfully. But um, on a 7, uh, pick one enemy unit within 10 of the caster. Uh, roll a dice equal to the number of models in the unit. For each 6, they take a mortal wound. That's really short range, isn't it? Yeah, but it's within, not wholly within, and it doesn't. And you roll for every model in the unit. It doesn't matter if they're within 10 or not. Yeah. So if you think about other spells that are like wholly within 18 or whatever, then it's probably about the same. Because um, 10 inches, I know it sounds short, but that's not actually too bad. Yeah, Just, and I suppose you, you can teleport around anyway, so... Plus if your treemen are um, casting that, they're, they're probably yeah. sort of hanging around near stuff anyway, so... Um, Deadly Harvest on a six. Uh, 
if each enemy unit within three of the caster takes D3 mortal wounds. So I quite like that. Yeah, that's quite uh, quite nice. I think it should. Uh, I feel like it should have a heal mechanic in there. Like you like what, you harvest it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, but it's uh, it's quite a cool spell. It's very similar to the kind of soul siphon death spell that I quite like with Arcan. Not that I ever really cast it, but it's uh, it, the theory of it's good. Um, v- Virtuous Harmony on a seven. Pick one Sylvaneth unit wholly within 18 of the caster and visible. You can return a slain model. If you pick the Dryad, Tree Revenant or Spite Revenant, you can have D3 models back. So, yeah, that's, okay. that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, putting a whole kern off back in is pretty tasty, isn't it? So, yeah, on a seven, it's not that easy to cast, but yeah, but you can put vines up first, can't you? Potentially, or yeah. Um, and then tree song, uh, on a seven again, uh, pick one enemy unit within 16 of the caster and within six of a wildwood. Until the end of the turn, you can reroll hit and wound rolls of one for attacks made by melee weapons that target the unit. So if they're near a wood, that that's quite a nasty uh, debuff to put on them. Yeah, it's pretty tasty. But very situational. Um, a lot of the stuff around the wood is, um, because of the handbook rule, it's going to be quite tricky to use them effectively, I think. Um, but there you go. So should we talk about the artifacts? Go go into artifacts and uh, um, command traits, I guess. They're the next thing along there. Yeah, okay. So um, with the command traits, you've got two. One is the aspects of war. The other is the aspect of renewal. So renewal is for wizards only. Uh, but we'll start with war. So you can take Dread Harvester. Reroll hit rolls for attacks uh, if you charge. Uh, the Nulled Warrior, the one everyone loves to hate. Reroll saves of one for attacks that target the general. So that's changed. Oh, what what was it before? Ignore rent. Um, ignore either ignore rend or plus one armor save. I ignore can't rend one or something, wasn't that? They had the combo of you could have yeah. ignore rend and plus one armor save, and then get Mystic Shield reroll ones. So it was like a two up reroll ones ignore rend. It was yeah. pretty stupid. Um, Gift of Gyran heal one wound allocated to the general. Um, Lord of Spites reroll wound rolls of one. Uh, War Singer, this one's really good. Add two to charge rolls for friendly Sylvan if units wholly within 12 of the general. So that's a plus two charge. And if you can cut nine away, that's now on a seven. Mm, that's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably probably the go to one in this list, to be honest. Um, and then Wisdom, add one to the bravery of all friendly Sylvan units wholly within 12 of the general. Mm. And for, well, yeah, I mean, whatever. Mm-hmm. Could, could be, you know, could be useful, but yeah, not not really. Bravery doesn't seem to be much of a thing, to be honest. Um, then you've got aspect of renewal, uh, arcane bounty. Generals is one extra spell for Laura Deepwood. Uh, at the end of your hero phase, if the general successfully cast any spells, you heal D three wounds. That's pretty nice on an ancient. Um, Voice of warding can unbind one extra spell. Glade Law, add one to casting rolls for this general if it's wholly within six of a Wildwood. Um, spell Singer, add six to the range of each spell this general successfully casts. So that's oh, a 16 inch on the uh, blow up there, then. Yeah. It's um, pretty good. Radiant Spirit, each time he is affected by a spell, end the spell, roll a dice on a four plus, ignore the effects of the spell, end the spell on the general. So 
with the vortex around, although it's changed its range now, so it might be a little bit manageable. That's still quite a nice because that vortex will ruin a silver death army, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, there you go. Uh, in terms of artifacts, then we'll go into weapons. So we've got Dave's Reaper, one of the bearer's melee weapons, improve its rend by one. The Greenwood Gladius, uh, one of the bearer's melee weapons, add two to the attacks of the weapon if the bearer charged. So not too bad if you put on a Spirit of Durfu, that could be quite nasty. Um, Autumn's Ire, one of the bearer's melee weapons. You can reroll hit and wound rolls of one um, while any wounds are allocated to the bearer. So pretty good because as soon as you get hurt, you're basically rerolling ones to hit and to wound. So not yeah, too bad. Yeah, that's quite nice. Uh, Winnow Staff, pick one of the bearer's many weapons, bloody blah, blah, blah. You can reroll hit rolls for attacks made by that weapon that target a unit with a wound's characteristic of one. Very situational. Um, yeah, quite. <laughs> ancient Bark Blade, uh, add one to the damage of a weapon. And the Darkest Barrel, uh, pick one of the bearer's many weapons. If it had a modified wound roll for the attack, it's a six. It does D3 mortal wounds in addition to its normal damage. So it's quite nice to do a little bit of mortal wound bursting, but only on a six. So out of all of those weapons, I think you just take malign weapons. Yeah, probably. There, there's nothing there that's really like, oh, that's that's kind of interesting. They're, they're just very bland. Yeah, um, I think plus two attacks is good because... Um, you don't get that on, although you could take other stuff. I mean, the Gaia Strike is probably the obvious one, but I think, um, you know, there's stuff like the Rage Blades plus one attack, but it's what makes the Pretender's Keeper so good is you can go for the two plus two attacks. And when you've got a damage six sword, that's, oh, yeah, it's, that's scary. It's, you know? Yeah, it's good. So, and there are ways to get rerolls the other ways. So that you've got like this. Uh, as we will get onto it, but and obviously the new command abilities allow you to do that as well. So I don't know. I think the Gladius might see some play. Um, but you're right. I mean, malign artifacts are better generally uh, than everything in the game. Um, even most armies. Yeah. The weapons normally the weakest category. Um, so beyond got, got relics of nature here, wizard. Yeah, well, I've got um, the Boon of the Everqueen to do first. Um, so I'll go through those, and then we'll get on to that. Um, so we've got the Oaken Armour, so reroll save rolls of one. So it's basically like a Mystic Shield. Briar Sheaf, subtract one from hit rolls that target the bearer. Obviously not as good as the Griff of a Charm. Uh, Glamour Weave, roll a dice each time you allocate a mortal wound on a 5-up it's negated, which might be quite good, but again, you can get a 4-up Ignac Scales. Uh, Lash Vines, roll a dice each time a wound inflicted by a melee weapon is allocated to the bearer, not negated. On a 6, the attacking unit takes a mortal wound. Silken Snares, if the weapon used for an attack that target the bearer has a rend of minus 1, change the rend to nothing. And the Nightbloom Garland, the bearer is not visible to enemy models that are more than 12 from the bearer. So if you want to protect yourself from shooting, that's a pretty good way to do it. That might yeah. see some play. That one's quite cool. Um, then we have Verdant Treasures. Have we got those in front of you? Yep. Did you want to talk through those? Um, what we got? Seed of Reba. 
Uh, first time the bear is slain before removing them, roll a dice. On a one, they're still slain. On a two, you're not slain, and you heal D3 wounds. And uh, any wounds that remain to be allocated, them are negated. Oh, okay, so if you're like overkilled by like 20 yeah. damage... You just negate all the damage. You roll a dice on a two up. You come back with D three. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean it's really good because um, you you could be like, I need to just survive this. This unit's in combat with me, and I need to survive a combat yeah. phase. And so, you're guaranteed on a two up. You're basically guaranteed yeah. to survive. It doesn't matter if they do a hundred damage because you're, you're going to die and then come back with D three anyway. As long yeah. as nothing else can then pile in and kill you afterwards, you you're golden. Yeah, so I actually quite like that one. Yeah, you I can, think that one's that one's pretty cool. It's almost a bit like the um, the cloud of mists from the deepkin. If you because you could use it offensively. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, they've they've got one here from the uh, old old Eldar book. Seems to have slid in <laughs> the uh, the wraith stone. Uh, subtract one from bravery of enemy units while they're within ten of the bearer. Meh. Yeah. If if there's some bravery attacks in here, maybe. Um Everdue Vile. Add two to the run and charge rolls to the bearer. Mm, that's quite nice. Well, if you that's a artifact, right? Yeah. And there's a there's a command trait that gives you plus two as well. Yeah, so you could set up nine away and be rolling a five. So that that's potential there to just get a Durfu in. You know, really easy. Put cogs up as well. You you definitely going in. Um, there's another there's another thing we'll get onto later that that does something similar as well. Oh, nice. You can basically uh, guarantee a charge. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Life reef uh, in your hero phase. Roll a dice on a three plus. You heal D three wounds. Allocate to each friendly Sylvaneth unit holy within of the bearer. Oh, that's quite nice actually. Cause it's every phase and it's all friendly Sylvaneth units holy within ten. Yeah. So if you've got like a bunch of heroes and like yeah, colonels really and stuff, like multi wound things, that that's pretty nice. I mean, it's on it's on a three, but still. Yeah, but that's fairly that's, good odds. And if you get yeah. like a double turn, you could heal two d three. I mean, plus, something like you've got like a couple tree men. I mean, it's plus you've got spells like yeah. regrowth. I mean, it's not. It's pretty good. Uh, and ten is not too bad a distance to be holy within. Yeah. Because the models you don't really have, like other than dryads, you don't really have hordes, and they wouldn't be affected by it anyway. So, um, yeah. crown of the fell bowers, or bowers. I think uh, bowers was right. Bowers at the start of the combat phase, pick one enemy unit within six of the bearer. You can re-roll wound rolls for attacks made by friendly Sylvaneth units to target in, in that phase. Mm, that's um, good, isn't it? Pretty good. Yeah, re-roll to wound. Um, so like the weapon artifacts were a bit meh, but these verdant treasures are actually got some some pretty good uh, treasures in there, aren't they? Yeah, when I was writing lists, I think I I got four artifacts in my list, um, and I was I was looking at which ones to take, and there were literally so many. Uh, Ether blossom, uh, the bearer can fly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think you just take Thermal Rider Cloak, don't you? <laughs> Instead. Yeah. Because yeah, you get I mean, plus plus four move and fly. But, yeah, but I mean, if, you, yeah. if you're if not in fire or, you know. Yeah. Nah, that's still nice flying tree, man. Why not? Mm-hmm. And then you've got the Relics of Nature, which are for wizards only. Uh, Acorn of Ages. That's slid back in. 
Uh, once per battle at the start of your hero phase, you can set up an awakened wildwood, holy event while with a bearer, more than one from any other model, terrain feature, or objective, and add it to your army. Um, that's how it used to be, wasn't it? I think at the start so, of the yeah. Battle, pretty sure. Yeah. Um, spirit Song Stave, the bearer can attempt to cast one extra spell in the hero phase. And that's quite nice because it says just one extra spell. So it doesn't limit yeah. you to like spells from the law of Deepwood or anything. So you could, you know, get an extra uh, cast at, you know, St. Juicy. The next one's amazing. Uh, the Vesperal Gem. Once in each of your hero phases, when the bearer attempts to cast a spell from the law of the Deepwood, instead of making a casting roll, you can say they're using the Vesperal Gem. If you do so, the spell is automatically cast. Do not roll 2d6 and cannot be unbound. After the effect of the spell has been resolved, roll a dice on a one, the bearer suffers D3. But that's every hero phase. Yeah, that's pretty good, isn't that? Just auto-cast that heal every turn. Guaranteed. Can't be unbound. Or the putting the wood down. Guaranteed. No roll. No unbound. Yeah, no, that's that's quite nice, isn't it? Again, that's a pretty strong pretty strong artifact there uh Lunef's lamp add two to the roll when the bearer attempts to unbind or dispel an endless spell okay that's quite nice yeah it especially, gives you a little bonus especially with the text, amount of endless spells kicking around at the moment plus two to uh, stop an endless spell i think is that the only thing that gives plus to dispelling an endless uh, spell at the I moment think, i think there's some stuff around that affects them but i think maybe the only thing that gives you bonuses you yeah know? bonuses to cast i think this is the only thing i've seen so far uh, um, to unbind you yeah uh, to dispel uh, yeah yeah um hagbane spike if the bearer successfully unbinds a spell the caster suffers one more wound yeah that's cool like in- interesting little item um Pick one of the bearer's melee weapons. Oh, the Witchwood Glaive. This is add two to the damage inflicted by that weapon for attacks that target a wizard. Oh, yeah, that's bit, quite nice, isn't it? It's a bit situational. I know, but think how many wizards there are. There's a that, lot that are really sure. strong, like Vermin Lords, Grand Clean Ones, Keepers, Lord of Change, Archeon, <laughs> Lariel. There's so many strong wizards. Yeah. Plus, plus two damage on... Oh, Durfee's not a wizard. Oh, no. I was going to say, plus, he'd have a damage eight sword. Oh. Yeah, I think the damage on the Treatment Ancient's D6, so it's not too bad. Um, But yeah, it's a bit situational. Uh, But yeah, it's, it is what it is. Might see yeah. some play. Who knows? Yeah. Um, So I suppose we should talk about the Groves next. I mean, they're the big things that everyone's going to be taking, aren't they? So, Yeah, well, you say that, and you're right. Uh, so, uh, we'll talk about Oakenbrow first. Abilities, our roots run deep. Subtract two for the number of wounds suffered by Oakenbrow, Spirits of Durfu, Oakenbrow, Tree Lord Ancients, and Oakenbrow Tree Lords when determining their damage table. So, it's okay. Um... The command ability yields to none. So use it to start the Battleshock phase. Uh, pick one Oakenbrow hero until the end of that phase. Do not take Battleshock tests for Oakenbrow Dryads while they're holy within 16. So bit bit rubbish. Because um, you have to be using Dryads and they have to be within 16. It costs you a command point. Yeah. Um, the command trait 
you must have add one wound to the general. Okay. okay. Not amazing. And the artifact is the Dawn Flask. Roll one dice each time you allocate a wound or mortal wound to the bearer on a six. It's negated. Yeah. I just ain't taking that one. So Oak, Oakenbrow sounds pretty weak so far. Yeah. The one everyone everyone used to say, Nar Root. Yep. So it's got Shield the Arcane. Reroll hit rolls of one for attacks made by friendly Nar Root units while they're wholly within 12 of any friendly Nar Root wizards. So that's attacks, not melee attacks. So that is shooting as well. Mm, okay. So that's pretty good. I'm not quite sure. I says it's because they're near the wizard they fight harder, I guess. But um, command ability, the Earth Defends. You can use this command ability at the start of the combat phase. Pick one Narrow unit, wholly within 12 of a Narrow hero. To the end of the phase, roll a dice each time you allocate a wound or mortal wound to the unit on a six, it's negated. So it's like a death save for a command point. Yeah. The command trait you have to take is nurtured by magic. Once in each of your hero phases, if the general successfully casts a spell, pick one null root unit wholly within 18 of this general. You can heal up to D3 wounds allocated to that unit. Mm, that's so all right. It's a passive D3 heal when you cast. Yep. It's okay. I mean, well, especially you could, if you... you could combo that with the auto cast thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, oh, I've, I've auto cast. Oh, I might take D3. Oh, well, I heal D3. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, then you've got the artifact of power, uh, which is the chalice of nectar. When making a casting or a binding roll, roll three d six, remove one dice of your choice, and then use the remaining two d six for the casting or unbinding roll. Oh, that's quite nice. Yeah. So it's okay. I mean, I think reroll ones is okay. Well, it's not too bad. Now, the heartwood. Um, so these you get courage for Kernoff, plus one bravery for friendly Heartwood units while they're holding twelve of a Heartwood hero. Okay, not really going to worry about that. Um, the command ability Lord of the Hunt. You can use this command ability at the start of the combat phase. Pick one enemy unit within twelve of a Heartwood hero. Till the end of the phase, you can reroll hit and wound rolls of one for attacks made by Heartwood units that target the enemy unit. It's pretty okay. decent. That's decent. You've got Legacy of Valor. If the general's slain, you can pick one enemy unit within one. Before they're removed, on a 2-5, to five, that unit takes D3 mortal wounds. On a 6, they take D6 mortal wounds. Mm, that's quite cool. And you've got the Horn of the Consort artifact. You can reroll hit rolls for attacks made by friendly Heartwood Kernoff Hunters wholly within 12 of the bearer. Oh, that's nice. Because you could combo that with the swords where you're fishing for sixes to do the extra yeah. mortal wounds. Yeah, and it doesn't say failed hit rolls. It no, says it's just hit rolls. rolls. Yeah, so you can fish for sixes. Yeah, and it's all hunters with wholly within 12. So if you had, like, bow hunters, you could... It, so I think that artifact's really good. Yeah, that's really strong. Um, so which one's that? Um, Heartwood. Heartwood. Mm, that might see some... Uh, that might see some play, then. We haven't got to Winterleaf yet. Okay. Just saying now. Uh, so then we've got Iron Bark. Um, so they got Stubborn and Taciturn. You can reroll Battle Shock Test for friendly Iron Bark units that are holding in 12 of any Iron Bark heroes. No, you don't care. Uh, stand Firm. You can use this command ability in the combat phase before players pick any units to fight. 
if you do pick one enemy unit that made a charge move and that's within one inch of a dying bark unit and roll a dice on a two plus they take d3 mortal wounds so it's like very long way winded <laughs> uh ability which isn't that good except if you had a lot of command points you could potentially do that over and over again you could do it like five times for five potential d3 mortal wounds yeah if you had like the a for quartz and you just got lucky you could you could just blow people up with that yeah um, uh yeah i mean obviously you can't buy loads of command points now so it's maybe not as good but there are a lot of formations that are dirt cheap to get in this army now, in this army now so you could literally have three or four formations quite comfortably um yeah and then that's three or four command points by one that's you know then have the a for quartz so you just you're just there you're like oh do i charge that or oh, i don't know um so you know it's it doesn't even you know it doesn't have any restriction other than they've got to be within one inch of an iron bark unit so if yeah. your whole army's iron bark then that could be pretty abusive if you got really jammy at rolling fives yeah um I could play this. The, the, yeah, your, your Nurgle saves, right? Uh, then you've got Mere Rainfall, which is the trait. You can reroll saves made against missile weapons. So that's not that's not terrible, really. For, the, the attack the general. Oh, it's yeah. command trait, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's pretty yeah. cool. I, I mean, mean like, the shooting meta might creep background. Well, it's Kradjons are getting their guns oiled, I tell you. And then the Iron Bark Talisman, add one to wound rolls for attacks made by melee weapons by the bearer. It's a bit quirky. Uh, I still don't think you'll see it very often, but could be good. Okay, so let's get Winterleaf done then. So you've got Winter's Bite. If the unmodified hit roll for an attack made by a melee weapon by a friendly Winterneff unit is six, that attack inflicts two hits on the target instead of one. Make a wound and save for each hit. Yeah, that's pretty solid. <laughs> so your whole army gets every time you roll a six to hit, you get two hits. Yeah, that's it's just too good. Like over your whole army. Yeah, that's really, really, really good. It doesn't. It doesn't end there. So the command ability is uh, Branch Blizzard. You can use this ability in your shooting phase. Pick one enemy unit within twelve of a friendly Winterleaf hero, invisible. Roll a number of dice equal to the number of models in the unit for each six. They take a mortal wound. Oh, that's good. I mean, it's command ability as well, so they can't unbind it or anything. Plus, you could do it multiple times, right? Yeah. If you really wanted to get rid of a unit, you could just, like, hammer it. It's not a missile weapon, so you could run and do it as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's quite tasty. Then you've got the trait, my heart is ice. Roll a dice each time a wound inflicted by a melee weapon is allocated to general not negated on a 5+. plus. The attacking unit suffers a mortal wound. Oh, he's got that Nurgle reflection. Uh, but it doesn't ignore the wound, so it's yeah. um, not brilliant. Artifact of power, uh, you have the Frozen Colonel. Once per battle at the start of the combat phase, you can pick one Winterleaf unit wholly within 18 of the bearer. After that unit has fought in the phase for the first time, if it's been free of an enemy unit, it can make a pile in and attack with all its melee weapons for a second time. Oh, that could be nice. Big unit of nine sword dudes. Yeah, but you've got to do it at the start of the combat phase. Yeah. So you fight, and then normally... Yeah. Then if there's any enemies within three, you can go again. 
so it's okay, but it depends yeah, what you're fighting. But when when you want to kill that one thing where it's like, I have to kill this this turn. Yeah, like do, the big hero or something. Yeah, doing is... two full rounds of combat is, you know, that's that's cool. I like that. I think Winterleaf's going to be a pretty, uh, pretty common one. That overall army ability was pretty strong. Yeah, I mean, you've got... That's really good. I mean, I I think Winterleaf's one of the better ones. Um, I do like Harvest Boon, which we'll get on to. Um, Dreadwood. Um, so you can reroll hit rolls of one for attacks made by Spike Revenants. Okay. Okay. Not really worried about that. Um, Sinister Ambush. You can use this command ability once during each of your turns. At the end of your movement phase, pick one Dreadwood unit, hold within 18 of a friendly Dreadwood hero, remove the unit from the battlefield, and set it up anywhere on the battlefield, nine from enemy units. So that's pretty strong. Yeah, that's pretty good for ball control. Especially with some of the charge bonuses stuff you can do. Yeah. Because if you had your Durfu with the um, the plus to charge... And then you there's there's an endless spell that gives you bonuses to charge, and if you had cogs, you you could literally teleport the guy and and pretty much guarantee the charge, um, and you don't have to worry about wildwoods and things like that. So yeah, um, it's pretty good. Then you have got the command trait Paragon of Terror, reroll successful battle shot tests for enemy units within six of the general. No one cares. And the jewel of the withering is the artifact. Subtract one from wound rolls for attacks made by melee weapons that target the bearer. So not too bad. No, pretty good. Harvest Boon. We have the Vibrant Surge. You can reroll hit rolls of one for attacks made by Harvest Boon units that made a charge. So it's okay. Um, fertile Ground. Use this commander blitz to start the combat phase. Pick one Harvest Boon unit, hold within 12 of a Harvest Boon hero. To the end of the phase, add one to the attacks of that unit's melee weapons. You can't do it more than once. Oh, so you plus can't. one attack. All oh, right, yeah, you cannot pick the same unit more than once. Okay, yeah, that's still pretty good though. Yeah, so it's basically doubling the number of attacks on your sword hunters. Um, you know, it's giving you plus one attack rather than oh, if I roll a six, I get two. It's it's kind of a little bit more consistent. Um, the command trait: seek new fruit. Each time the general attacks with its melee weapons, it can make a six-inch move after all its attacks have been resolved. If it does, it must finish its move more than three from enemy units. So it can go and attack, then move, like basically move out. Oh, you can just straight up move away from the combat. Yeah. And when when does that happen? After it after attacks. it attacks. Yeah. Oh, so you could just run Durfu in, hit something, then just be like, "No, nah, I'm walking away now." Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Like That's the chaff cool. Durfu. Yeah. Why are you walking away? Why are you walking away? As he backs up. That's yeah. what you want. I, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I like it. It's tricksy. But sometimes, it's... though, you want to pin him in combat. Yeah, but I mean, you, you've got the option to, like, charge something and then just, like, leapfrog past it. What is really good is if it's in their go. So, you know it's your go next. Yeah. And you're like, I'll just walk out. And yeah. they're like... Then I'm free to charge what fuck, I want next turn. He can do what he wants now. Yeah. And and, and treatment are pretty survivable. So, and what? Um, oh no, I was going to say you could do it with a Larial, but it's a command trait, isn't it? So she will yeah. be able to have it. Yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, still Durfu though doing that is pretty. It's, pretty it's good, interesting, it? right? So yeah. to think about. 
I do like the command ability, plus one attack, and the plus one uh, reroll hit rolls are one when you charge is good. Then you've got the um, silent sickle. Um, pick one of the many weapons, add one to the attacks of the weapon. So it's not awful as one you've got to take. Yeah, but if your Durfu's going combat you with the six inch moving as well, like, you know, an extra attack on his big sword's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. Nothing to be sniffed at. No. Not like that. It's good. Um, I think that's all the groves. So, what do you think then? What's your. I mean, Winterleaf's a pretty standout, isn't it? With the the army wide roller six score two hits. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I like the Dreadwood for the ambush ability because I think that will mitigate the when you're fucked by not having woods down. Yeah, because you have to worry about that every turn, like the whole game. You can't like just go, oh, I'll just zone this off. It's like the whole game you could do that. Yeah, it's like having when you've got like the harpy canary canary or whatever in in the back pocket, just waiting. Yeah, and if you've just, got that plus the charge artifact, that that becomes really worrying. Yeah. Um, and it's the end of your movement phase, so you can do all your buffs and everything first to see what happens, and then do it. Yeah. Um, I I think like there's going to be a winter leaf combat where you go in with Derfu and like you just roll like three sixes and the amount of damage that's going to come off that sword it's going to be crazy it's what makes keepers so good because that's what they're all about that roll sixes you you know you do more wounds you get extra hits it's 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 all about popping sixes yeah I think it's it's definitely viable you know it's something you have to worry about um, even with like a Lariel in there as well she could take yeah. advantage of that because it's an army wide thing isn't it so you know her yeah. damage 5 beetle and stuff suddenly scoring 2 hits just suddenly going well that's damage 10 now effectively yeah she doesn't <laughs> have a grove keyword so she gets whatever grove she's in so she 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 gets the benefit of those abilities so yeah I mean Winterleaf is the standout for me in terms of consistency, but i I think in tournament play Dreadwood might give you more game winning options later on, yeah, I mean teleporting around is always threatening, so yeah i mean even even if it's like just to get on an objective, you know I mean, it's it's yeah. not terrible um so should we talk about the endless spells first? Because we normally do that when we do the spells, but we kind of forgot. Yeah, and I want to talk do, about do those now. They looked really cool when I saw them months ago. <laughs> 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 they are cool. So um, the Glade Worm, which is a predatory, so it can move up to eight and fly. Yeah, this thing looked awesome. I love this. It's, it's so airbrushed in the book. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's on a seven. It's set up whole even six of the caster. So it's quite short. Six of the caster, then it can move eight. Um, That's and it quite can, short range, though, isn't it? It is, yeah. But it says, after the models move, roll a dice for each unit within one. On a three plus, they take D3 mortal wounds, but has no effect on Sylvaneth. But the other thing it does, after it's moved, roll a dice for each Sylvaneth unit wholly within six. On a three plus, heal up the D3 wounds. Oh, that's quite good, isn't that? So as a healing little... So if you wanted to have like a group of treemen that could that go around as a group, and you're like, he, your ancient's dropping this down, and you've got the auto-cast D6 heal, and you've got the artifact that heals everyone within 10, and then you've got the 
thing that if you cast a spell you automatically heal another d3 you you could literally just just have these treatment that can just heal through most damage yeah um and it's after it's moved so it does it um because it's predatory it'll do it in the uh in between the battle rounds yeah and so you can use it to attack them and do damage or you can use it to heal you so but your opponent really gets no benefit from activating it yeah other than to just move it away from themselves <laughs> yeah so if you take the turn you're not even worried but for them give them taking the turn it, it has an impact yeah so you know it's short range it's going to be roughly where it needs to be like yeah, between your guys and their guys so it's a short range defensive spell anyway yeah. Yeah, and so I I really like it. I think it's it's it what it does to your opponent, and it doesn't affect you at all. It's really yeah. good, and it's only thirty points. Ooh, thirty points. That's a bargain. I think, and it's a seven, so it's quite hard to get rid of the thing once it's up. It's just going to be causing you loads of problems because yeah. that that range of the damage. I know it's only one inch, but it moves eight, so it's a nine inch threat, and you obviously that's eighteen inches either way. That's you know an eighteen inch diameter with the base in the middle so it's bigger than that it's, it's quite a lot of board space yeah no i like you that know, it's good and for 30 points it's a steal yeah i mean it's it's it's, a, it's almost a no-brainer isn't it it's like yeah. it's a nice thing just to chuck out there and if you're using your bonus to cast like you use your throne of vines or whatever it's it's pretty good um what we will do when we talk about the casters you'll realize that it's very hard to take advantage of Throne of Vines because you don't have more than one cast on most of your wizards. Yeah, it's the one thing I think. I think it's missing from the ancient. I think it should be a two cast wizard. It's only a one cast. It kind oh, of feels a bit wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah, that feels a bit a bit wrong. Um, so the Spite Swarm Hive. Um, so it's the other end of the spell. Um, again, it's on a seven. So that whole within 15 of the caster, so it's a little bit further range. doesn't move, though. It's just it's down, it's down. So at the end of the hero phase, if this model is on the battlefield, the player who set it up, so it's basically going to be you, can pick one of the aspects below and immediately resolve it. So it doesn't say your hero phase. It says the hero phase. Um, the same unit cannot be picked to be affected by the more than once per hero phase. So you've got vital venoms. Roll a dice for each silver nephew unit wholly within eight. On a two plus, add three to the unit's move and charge moves until the end of the turn. So you can do this in the hero phase, cast it. At the end, pick your units, go, oh, I'll have plus three to my charge. Then you can teleport through the woods and charge. <clears throat> so if you've got cogs and you've got um, the command trait that gives you plus two or the artifact, yeah. you're at plus seven to charge, you're nine away, you roll two dice. Well, yeah, because you get two from Cogs, three from this, that's five. You get two and from... Two from um, Warbringer. And there was yeah. two from something else in there as well. Yeah, so Warsinger is units wholly within 12. Yeah. So you can teleport multiple units. So you can put this next to multiple units. Yeah, buff them and... Buff them. Teleport those units. You have to do it on Treeman because you can't teleport... Um, your um you can only teleport one unit so you have one big unit of hunters and you have some treemen or you have to derfus because the derfus and treemen can also teleport without that restriction yeah because it's on their war scroll so you can go auto cast wood plonk down then you go cast the endless 
uh, get plus three to charge, teleport through the wood, war singer, cast cogs, speed up time, plus seven to charge, charge in. Yeah. So it's really good for an alpha strike. The other thing you could do is um, roll a dice for each silver nephew unit holy of an eight on a two plus reroll saves of one. It's like an AOE uh, mystic shield. Yeah. So you could use it offensively to get in there, then just recast it once you're in combat and just plonk it next to you. For But what if you think about it logistically, if you're starting the game and you've got an home objective and you've got your caster and maybe some drives or something around there, you cast and you've got your combat units, you cast it there to buff all your combat units. You could buff your defensive units. The combat units go off and do their thing. Then it's in their hero phase. You can do it on your units to give them plus one to real yeah. saves. Yeah, no, that's true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're getting the you're getting both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's good. Like that. How much is the spirit? Um, I think it's high? fifty. Fifty. Uh, yeah, fifty. Fifty. Yeah, still not bad. But for plus three charge, it's a lot cheaper than eighty points for cogs at plus two charge that benefits them. Yeah. Like, even if you don't have cogs, like, plus five to charge is still good, right? Yeah. Uh, and then we've got the um, Vengeful Skull Root. So it's predatory, moves up to eight, and can fly. If successfully cast, set up wholly within six of the caster. So again, it's quite it's quite close. It's got uprooted spirit. Um, when you set up, you can move. Um, if a unit fails a battle shock test within three... Add D3 to the number of models that flee. Doesn't affect Sylvaneth. And it's got strangle roots. After this model's moved, each unit that has any models it passed across takes D3 mortal wounds or D6 if they're within three of any awakened wildwoods. It doesn't affect Sylvaneth. Oh, that's pretty strong, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so it's a nice mortal wound thing, but I think I prefer the Glade Worm. Yeah, I mean, it's only 40 points, though. Like You could have both. Yeah, you could definitely have both. Um, I think, I think you're going to be having to decide. Oh, you know, do I actually want to spend those points on that though? Because it, it, I know it's it's only forty, but it's quite slow. And it again, you have to move over something, and it's only a movement of eight. And then, yeah, they might be within range of a wildwood, but. It's not likely uh, that they're within three of a wildwood because you probably won't have many down. But again, it doesn't do anything to you. So it's pretty much like put it down and forget, you know. It's it's just something they have to think about. Um, But that's the end of spells. For they're, me, the hive and the worm are almost auto-includes. Yeah, they're, they're all good, though. Like, there's not yeah. like a bum one in there. All three of them are good. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They're all good. Um. I think, I think for me, I, I, they, they really do add a lot to the army as well. Uh, particularly, I mean, if you, if you're worried about that combo getting the alpha strike and you didn't have, you weren't worried about getting the woods down, you could always go dreadwood and the guarantees you to be nine away plus three, and then you can, um, you get your plus two from the artifact uh, rather than from the trait. Yeah. So it's plus five to charge. So four. You know, it's pretty reliable. Um, it's pretty good. A charge in Durfu is nothing to be sniffed at, really. But um, I'm not so sure that when these come out, there's a lot of mortal wounds around, and Sylvaneth really hate mortal wounds. So 
I would be interested to see what the power level's like um, in the meta. Um, but I certainly could talk about the end. So I think what we'll do is we'll take a little break and yep. then we'll talk about the War Scrolls, we'll talk about the Battalions, then we'll just talk a little bit more about the meta and how they fit in and what they do. Yeah, cool. All right, back in a sec. Facehammer is sponsored by Element Games. So for great customer service, all the latest Age of Sigmar releases at 20% off, and all your hobby needs, go to www.elementgames.co.uk. To support us directly, click through the banner on our website and let them know that you came from us. And we are back from the break. Um, so let's talk about War Scrolls. So she should deal with the uh, the lady herself. The big mama. <laughs> the fu- the Amazonian fundified beetle riding queen. The ever queen that is Alariel. <laughs> so I don't think she's changed an awful lot. She's um, still the same points, isn't she? 660? Yeah. So 16 wins, free up save. 16-inch move, flies, all that kind of jazz. Um, she got the spear, 30-inch range, goes down as she takes damage. Uh, one attack, freeze, twos, rend two, damage d6. So never seems to do anything, but it's quite scary. Uh, I think her talent's changed, actually, if I think I remember rightly. So talent of dwindling, four attacks, freeze, fours, no rend, one damage. If the modified hit roll is a six, it does d3 mortal wounds in addition to any normal damage. Oh, that's quite nice. Yeah, so four attacks, sixes do D3 mortals, so pretty nice. Um, you've got the um, the Great Antlers, two inch reach, five attacks, fours, freeze, minus two, damage five. Um, she's not hurt. Yeah. And then life bloom in your hero phase, you can heal D3 wounds allocated to each Sylvanoff unit, holding within 30 of this model, roll separately for each unit. That's just every turn. So pretty good. There's a lot of healing that comes out of this army. Yeah, you can definitely do do quite a bit. <laughs> um, sweeping blows, add one to hit rolls for the antlers uh, if the target unit has five more models, so it's the same. Uh, living battering ram, roll a dice for each enemy unit within one of this model. After this model makes a charge on a four plus takes D3 mortals. So I think that's changed a bit from the... Yeah, because it used to be like if you were in terrain, yeah, it did did stuff. Now, now it's just like the D three more wound impacts from like great and clean ones and stuff. It's just on a four plus D three. Yeah, and yeah. then you've got Soul Amphore. Once per battle, at the end of your movement phase, summon one of the following units: twenty dryads, ten revs, uh, spite or tree, three hunters, one branch witch or a tree lord. The summon unit is added to your army and must be set whole within nine in this model and more than nine from enemy units. Because the end of the movement phase, you could literally run her forward and then just plop it within charge range. So, not terrible. Yeah. Free unit, why not? Yeah, um, that's cool. She can cast free spells and unbind free. So, she has a spell Metamorphosis on a 7. Pick one enemy unit, hold within, six, oh, no, within 16 that's visible. Roll a number of dice equal to the casting roll for each 4+, plus. takes a mortal wound. In addition, if the unit was destroyed, you can set up one Awakened Wildwood, hold within 12 of the last model from the unit that was slain, more than one from other terrain models, etc. Probably not Don't think I've ever useful. seen that happen. <laughs> um, and then Gyron's Wrath, 
use this command ability at the start of the combat phase. Um, you can reroll wound rolls of one for attacks made by friendly Sylvaneth units while they're whole within 14 of a friendly model with this command ability. So it's you can do it every turn. Um, yeah. Reroll wound rolls of one. That's all right. Yeah. Didn't it used to be once per game reroll yeah. all wound rolls? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's pretty solid. She's solid. I mean, still no more wound savers it. No, but there's a lot more ways to heal, so... Yeah. Just need Scarbrand to roll that 1-6 and do automatic 16 mortal wounds and just kill her in one hit. Oh. Yeah, why not? Kills pretty much anything with that, though, right? Yeah. Um, 660? Yeah. She's got, she's got a lot of good stuff, though. She's very good. I mean, like, a free cast wizard is probably the main thing that she has going for her. Yeah. Uh, I think every other caster is a one-cast wizard. It just feels a bit... I think you kind of have to take her, don't you? Yeah, probably. If you want to take Endless as well, it gives you a free unit. I mean, and she's probably more fighty and quicker than any of the Treemen, so... Yeah, I mean... The points suddenly become a lot more palatable when you start thinking of, well, I get a free unit, so that's effectively like buying that thing separately. Dreitcher, um, Harmadreff, so she's a 9-inch move, 10 wounds, 3 up save, Bravery 8. She's changed quite a bit. Um, so she's got the con- she's got the missile weapon is Conley of Flitter Flurries. So the range is 18. 10 attacks, 4s, 3s, rend 1, 1 damage. She also has the slashing talon melee attack, 2-inch uh, reach, uh, 6 attacks, 4s, 3s, rend 2, damage 2. These get worse as she gets hurt. And the swarm of squirmlings, 2-inch reach, 10 attacks, Freeze, fours, no rend, one damage. But it says she's got the deadly infestation. If the unmodified hit roll for an attack made by the Flit of Furies or Swarm is a six, it does one mortal wound and the attack sequence end. So if you roll a six to hit, it does a mortal. At the start of the battle round, uh, to declare whether this model is enraged or embittered, the relevant ability lasts until the end of the battle round. So it's you pick it, it's not a roll. So enraged, uh, the Conley of Flitterflurries has an attack's characteristics of 20 instead of 10. 20 shots that are fours and threes, rend one damage one. And if you roll a six, they do a mortal wound. Yeah, that's pretty good. And the same with Embittened, the Swarm of Squirmlin has 20 attacks instead of 10. Yeah, that's really good. A song of Spite, you can re-roll wound rolls of one for attacks made by friendly Spite Revenants while they're whole within 16 in this model. Um, she's a wizard, um, so she knows the Primal Terror spell. Um, on a six, roll 2d6, each enemy unit within 10 with a bravery lower than the roll, take d3 mortal wounds. So it's basically like um, a Linda scream, but a spell. Okay. But she's pretty good. Yeah. It's a lot more consistent now without all the randomness that she had before. Um, yeah, the stuff people forget and they try and explain it and you go, what does it do again? What's that do again? She's 320 points. But that 20 shot attack is pretty good. Yeah. I like her. She's cool. She is cool. The big man himself. Spirit of Durfu. Um, so movement 5, 12 wounds, 3 up save, Verdant Blast, Missile Weapon, 15 inch range, 
uh, six attacks, fours, threes, rend one, d3 damage. So it's a pretty decent shooting attack. Yeah. His guardian sword, three inch reach, three attacks, threes, threes, two rend, damage six. Uh, as soon as he takes three wounds, it goes down to damage d6. And the massive impaling talon, one inch reach, one attack, threes, then twos to wound, rend two, damage one. But they've changed the um, talon, uh, which the impale rule that if you if the hit roll for an attack made by the talon is a six, it does d6 mortal wounds on the target. So all treemen have got that. Oh, that's with, their, quite nice. with their little talon, if they roll a basically roll a six to hit, it does d6 mortal wounds. Yeah. Um, start the combat phase. Pick an enemy unit within three. Roll a dice on a four plus. It fights at the end of the combat phase. Um, so it's stomp. Oh, they changed that now from minus one to hit. Yeah. So you fight at the end. Uh, and then you've got the champion. Add one to bravery of other Sylvanef units. Hold within twelve. Um, spirit paths at start your movement phase uh, if this model's wholly within six of an awakened wildwood it can walk the spirit paths uh, remove the model set it up wholly within six of a different awakened wildwood more than nine from enemy units that's the teleport but it doesn't use up your one unit from the ability from the allegiance yeah and he has the wrathful guardian add two to the attacks characteristic of his sword while he's wholly within eight of any wildwoods yeah that's pretty tasty so combo pretty, that with the plus two attacks from the charge and then you're laughing aren't you yeah so big big d still a contender though and they they changed the whole d3 attacks as well to a consistent two which is nice yeah um just i think it's gonna be quite the wildwoods are going to be very tricky to get down now it's not going to be quite as easy as it was before yeah um but i mean how many points is he 300 you say uh, Tree Lord Ancients, 300. No, the Durfu. 340. Oh, same price as a Grand Clean one. Not a wizard, though. No, but he does have beast mode combat attack and a better armor save. <laughs> um, but he doesn't have a... Um, he doesn't have the Nurgle save. he doesn't have as many wounds. Yeah, still different different tool, isn't it? Um, then the Tree Lord Ancient. Again, 12 wounds, 3 up save, 5 movement, 5. Doom Tendril Staff, 18 inches, 1 attack. Um... Twos, threes, one rend, damage d6. Um, got his talon, sweeping blows, which is three inch reach, three attacks, freeze, freeze, rend one, damage d6. So not bad. Uh, got the stomp, the impale's the same, spirit path's the same. Silent communion, once per battle in your hero phase, you can pick one model with stability and set up one awakened wildwood, wholly within 18 in the model, more than one from any other model, terrain feature or objective, add it to your army. So it's just automatic now. There's no roll. You just do it. Cool. So, again, as long as there's space. Yeah. Um, which I think you might struggle with a little bit. Depends on the table you're playing on. Um, this model's a wizard. He can cast one spell. Oh. He has Awakening the Wood. Uh, on a six, it successfully cast pick an Awakened Wildwood whole within 30. Each unit within three of that wildwood takes D3 mortal wounds, roll separately. So it's long range on it, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's pretty it good. It's okay. Then he's got Heed the Spirit Song. You can use the command ability in your hero phase. If you do, pick one friendly model with this command ability until your next hero phase. You can reroll save rolls of one for attacks that target friendly Sylvanus units wholly within 12. So it's like an AoE Mystic Shield. 
Yeah, it's quite nice. It's quite good because the command abilities, I think, still cascade out from the hunters or revenants, whatever they're called. Oh, what when you do the um, when you use like, command ability? They're like the pylons, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you said he's three hundred. The three hundred, yeah. Tree Lord, again, movement six is a bit faster than the others. Twelve wounds, three up save. He's not a leader, so he's just a behemoth. Um, he's got strangle roots, twelve inch range, five attacks, uh, twos, threes, run one, one damage. Talon sweeping blows is that the same as the um, uh, ancient, but he's got four attacks rather than three. Um, he's got the stomp, he's got the impale. He can walk the spirit pass. Not much more to say about him. Two hundred points. Um, the arch revenant is the new hero, which was in the gloom spite uh, box set. Yeah. This guy's really cool. So he's a 12-inch move flying, five-wound character. Um, he's got a glaive, which is two-inch reach, three attacks, freeze, freeze, rend two, damage two. It's pretty nice. And he's got tail pincers, one attack, force, freeze, no rend, damage D3. So what he can do is his little bug that attacks, um, he can take the sacrifice. So when you allocate a wound or mortal wound, you can choose to negate it. If you do, the model cannot fly for the rest of the or use the tail pits as the rest of the battle um which is okay but it just means you like you know you, you it's one extra wound basically so you you can just have six wounds basically uh the crescent shield start of the combat phase say whether you'll use a shield for protection or steady the weapon if protection you reroll saves of one um if they use it to steady the weapon you can reroll hit rolls of one um he's a champion of kernoff Reroll hit rolls of one for attacks made by friendly Kernoff hunters while they're whole within twelve of this model, which is a really good ability because it just your sword hunters get to reroll ones to hit basically. Yeah, and probably the one of the best things in here is his command ability. So pick one friendly Sylvan unit whole within nine, um, or whole within twelve of a model with this command ability that is your general. Add one to the attacks of the unit's many weapons. Um, but it's a different ability to the one that's in the um, big yeah. formation, so you can get plus two attacks. Yeah, that's that's good. So, and obviously you get to reroll ones to hit. So he's pretty key for buffing your Kernoffs. So I quite like him. I think he's cool. Um, but it's just any Sylvaneth unit. Yeah. Um, so pretty decent. Um, and let, let's just talk about that. Kernoff, um, so the Kernoff hunters they they've got that ability which is the uh, envoys of the Ever Queen. If a friendly hero uses a command ability, friendly Sylvan units hold within twelve of this unit as treated as being range of that ability. So he can do his ability from miles away, and it still affects them. Yeah. They're always in range of it. It's like it's, it's, you don't have to worry about that placement. That's pretty good. Yeah, and um, I like that. It's quite good as well with stuff like the double piling and stuff like that because you, you you could just do it. You don't have to worry about a character being nearby. Um, so it does have its benefits. Um, I think he's a hundred points if I remember correctly. He is a hundred points. Yeah, so pretty good buy for that. I think. I mean, yeah, the com- he's ability is well, good. So- he's quite good in combat. He's quick. Um, he's got a passive buff, which is decent. So I like him. I like him a lot, actually. Nice model as well. Yeah, they just need to uh, make it so you can buy him now. 
I'm, I'm sure you'll be out like the Enraptious, but yeah. Um, uh, the branch which um, seven inch move, five wounds, five up save, Greenwood Scythe, two attacks, force freeze, no rend, two damage, mandibles from the bug, force force, one rend, one damage. Um, it has add one to hit rolls uh, for attacks if it's wholly within six of a wildwood, add two to the attacks of its scythe uh, whilst any wounds are allocated. So if you've taken a wound, you get to have two extra attacks, but basically it's really fighting with it, are you? a wizard um you have the unleashed spite spell on a five roll any number of dice uh roll number of dice equal to the casting roll for each enemy unit of a nine for each six they take a mortal wound so it's pretty meh this character it's not really that yeah. good uh, i think you only really take it to unlock some of the formations um but i guess it's how many points at 80 or 100 uh 80 yeah then you've got the branch wraith which has the the summoning, which is uh, so it's minus one to hit, five wounds, five up save, movement seven, some attacks in melee. I don't really care about those. So um, it's got the rouse to wrath um, on a seven. If if successful, set one unit of ten dryads, add it to your army, nine inches from the enemy, and wholly within one of an awakened wildwood that is within twelve of the caster. So. Again, if you can't get your woods down, it's not as good, but 80 points and you could get 10 dryads for free every turn if you got lucky. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's, it was solid whenever I played against it. It's one of the most irritating things when you're playing against it. It's just, oh, I'll just have a free to 10 guys. And you're just like, great. And then they're like, minus is to hit and everything. And you're just like, oh, God, just go away. Um, then you've got the Shades by Warband. So you've got like your Fari. Uh, which is basically a, a, a branch which I guess um, it has the oaken brow keyword so it doesn't get the benefit of the other big um, formations yeah so wizard has the reaping on a six pick one enemy within 12 roll six dice for each five they take a mortal wound um, it can reroll ones to wound um, and it's just got some attacks so it's not brilliant honestly and then the Guardians, you get a unit of three models. Um, and you get some stuff. And then basically they um, they can get the re-rolls of one dice. And, you know, they're okay. But for the combined points, I think they're like 180. I think they... Probably... Yeah, it's 180. So you're probably better off buying like a separate unit of Revenants. And a separate branch, which you can summon. And a separate summon. branch, which, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't really see them being taken. I see the damage isn't really good enough. And yeah, anyway. Um, so tree revs. Um, these guys essentially the same. What changed with these guys is the way that their teleportation works. Um, so it can pile, it can pile up to six. Their waypipes is um, at the start of your movement phase. If you've got any waypipes, you can walk the spirit paths, remove it from the battlefield. Sort of anywhere up uh, more than nine, so there's no trigger about board edge, wild woods. You just do it, you just plonk them wherever you like. That's so strong, it's amazing, right? Yeah, um, and they get the once per phase you can re roll a hit, a wound, um, or an attack, one failed save roll, or one charge or run roll, or one battle shock test. So, um, it pretty good 
that you can do it per phase, so you get to re-roll in the charge phase. You just sort of re-roll my charge. I thought so, that ability said marital memories then. I think it's Marshall. Marshall you know, memories. It's not Marshall Mathers. What's the yeah. uh, will the marital, tree revenant marital please stand memories. up? <laughs> yeah, they were like, fuck you. Divorce. Um I think are they a hundred points? Uh eighty for five. Eighty. Wow. So good. I mean, you could just take like three or five four units. units for eighty, just sit them at the back of the board and then just wait to make your play to go and capture a load of objectives. Yeah. And their battle line, right? Uh, battle line and Sylvanef army. Yeah. They're just so good. I think you'll probably see these pop up in mixed order lists or as allies. Yeah, easy. Potentially. They're really, really good. Really strong. Um, Spike Revenants. Um, one wound, five up save. They've got three attacks. Freeze, freeze. No rend, one damage. Um. The Shade Stalker gets um, plus one to its attacks. And they've got the Unbridled Malice. Subtract one for the bravery of enemy units while they're in free of any friendly units with this ability. In addition, reroll Battleshot Test for friendly for enemy units within free. But they're 60 points for yeah, five. 60 points and their battle line. So for 60 points, you're getting 15 attacks, freeze, freeze. Yeah, pop them in the Winter Leaf. And all those sixes are doubling up, and suddenly you've got yourself some like cheap little ghetto demonettes. <laughs> I mean, like it's not terrible, is it? I mean, no. I mean, you could take a big unit of them as well. You could. It's you get twenty for two hundred points. Yeah, ten, ten points a model. That's pretty good. Sixty attacks. Yeah, twenty-five mil bases. Uh, I think they're on thirty-two. Thirty-twos. Yeah, still a lot of attacks. Yeah, bravery is an issue, but yeah, but you just put them near a piece of terrain that makes them ignore bra- um, battle shock. Yeah, yeah, uh, sixty points battle line as well. Yeah, battle line is silver now, so still. Yeah, not terrible, is it? No. So I don't know. I think they're quite good. I, I when I saw their attacks, I was like, that's pretty tasty. I think you'll probably see like one unit. Like in every army, just to fill up a battle line slot. I think you'll see them purely because of the formation. So there's a formation with like three units of them. Oh, okay. So yeah. you spend like 180 points, and you spend I think it's 120 on the formation. So it's 300 points for your free battle line, a formation, and three units. Yeah. And you can do it with the spike revs. You can take so- the same battalion more more times than once, can't you? Is there anything that says you can't take multiple? Probably can, yeah. Probably can. So yeah, I'm just... sure. I'm sure some of the mega formations have multiples of the same formation, in, don't they? Maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, because you you could just do like that twice for six hundred points. It gets you six battle line units to just you know teleport around. Uh, yeah. To just to have on the board. Yeah, but then you're getting two artifacts and two extra command points as well. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not a bad like. Investment, bad investment just to have, yeah. yeah just to have like real cheap little formation for that um so hunters then so uh these guys five inch move five wounds four up save uh you've got the great sword which is probably the best weapon now uh four attacks freeze freed when one damage two and um obviously we talked about the envoy rule um but if the unmodified wound roll for an attack made by a great sword is a six. Oh, it is the wound roll. The Shut up, it's the hit roll. It inflicts one mortal wound in addition to normal. 
So it's quite good because sixes to hit generate extra attacks. Yeah, more chances you can to get, get sixes. Yeah. Or you can go for the plus one attack from the Rev and also pl- uh, from the Arch Revenant and plus one attack from the um, Harvest Boon formation if you want to use that one. That's plus two attacks. So you get six attacks a model. Um, it's yeah. pretty good. Three, threes, threes, rem one damage, two is tasty. And then you get mortal wounds as well. Yeah. So it's just a, a Brucey bonus. Yeah. Um, Tangle Fawn Thicket, start the charge phase. You can sprout fawns. If you do, um, you can't move except to pile in one, but you can reroll saves. So they had that before. Um, and then they've got Trample. At the end of the combat phase, pick one enemy unit within one. Roll a dice for each model in this unit. For each four plus, the enemy unit takes a mortal wound. So you, it's not about being within one of all the models in your hunters. You just have one model within range, and then you can you can like do the evocator yeah. thing. I really don't like that rule. It's like trampling like monsters and stuff. It's weird. Yeah. Um, just trample on Archeon. Yeah, exactly. Just trampling you with your like massive fucking beasts and full wings, and everything. But I'm gonna trample you underfoot because we're a little little man with our little little wood man with my big feet. <laughs> Like, <laughs> it always does my head in that when people do. Oh, just got to do my stomps, and you're like, oh, fuck off. They've separated I mean? out the war scroll into three separate war scrolls now. Yeah, but, but they're all the same price. But they're all the same price. <laughs> but it does allow them to up and down prices dependent on whether. Yeah, I can't it... imagine the swords being the same as the scythes. Like they shouldn't be, because you never see the scythes now. I don't think. Do you not think? Because they're still Ren two damage D three. Yeah, but the swords are damage too, which is way more consistent, and they do mortal wounds, and you roll more dice. Yeah, and the reach isn't really a big deal because you know you only got a small unit of elite things anyway. I don't know. I'm not so yeah. sure. Be interesting to see if you see any sives. Um, the hunters, you will, because people have got them from the old the old book. Oh, um, man, they rip them all off and put sword blades on the end. No, they just say, "Oh, they got swords." Um, so they cut the uh, yeah, they'll cut the tips off, put the sword blades on, and then just go, "Oh yeah, they've got swords." Oh, then no, this game they got scythes. Change my mind. This game, um, don't do that, people. Um, so I mean, you could magnetize them, but yeah. Uh, Colonel off hunters with great bows. So, 30-inch range, two attacks, fours, threes, Ren 1, damage, D3. And they've got claw attacks now, and it's not the bug that attacks. Uh, Three attacks, fours, fours, no Ren 1 damage. Um, Add one to hit rolls for the Huntmaster. They've got the Envoys rule, the Thicket rule, and the Trample rule. But basically, 30-inch range bow, two shots, fours, threes, Ren 1, damage, D3, which is the same as what they used to have, I think. Yeah. No change there. And no change to the Scythes as well, I believe. Exactly the same. Two inch reach, three attacks, yeah. freeze, freeze, rend two, d three damage. So all two hundred points. Um, yeah, for me, it's the swords or the bows, and then the scythes don't get a look in. Um, it's weird, isn't it? Because the swords never got a look in before. It's the mortal wounds. It's extra. You get four attacks. So if you're using Winterleaf, more chance to get pop sixes. You know, you're doing two damage. It's way more consistent than the um, the scythes. Yeah, yeah, it's only one inch reach and only one rend, but the rend doesn't really matter if you're popping mortals. That probably evens out over the damage by yeah, the difference true. of saves and the difference of mortals, um, depending on what you're fighting. Um, yeah, I, just, I don't know. I think the sword's better. Personal yeah. opinion. 
And what with all the ethereal amulets and ethereal nighthorn kicking around, you're better off having more. You won't see much of that anymore. I, I think death is um, the the new handbooks hammered them. No, I don't think you'll see them very often now. You'll see them, but you won't be worried about them. I never worried about them before, but even less so now. I think. Uh, okay. Um, dryads. Um, these battle line, obviously. Oh, one. they've still not fixed that stupid rule on them. Which is that? Subtract one from hit rolls for attacks that target this unit. If it is, oh, if it is wholly of insects. Okay, they have yeah. fixed it. Oh, that used to do my head in when they had like twenty-five <laughs> dryads. Like all minus and one, one to hit in three, yeah. Because there's a little string of five with one dude just chilling at the back, cheerleading the wood. Yeah. And the twenty-five, like you know, thirty inches away from it, just chilling out. We're all yeah, we're all minus one, mate. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And they get plus one to save. They got more than ten. Yeah. And then um, start the your combat phase. Pick an enemy in three. Add one to hit rolls. So basically exactly the same, they just fix that rule, as you like to say. Yeah. Um and they're what, eighty points are they? Uh dryads are a hundred points. Oh. Battle line. Battle line, yeah. For ten. Two seventy for for thirty. Yeah. Which is, to be honest isn't too bad because like you get ten, whereas the others are you know, like sixty or eighty points for For five. Five. So but they're true battle line as well, so I don't know if people would take them in normal order or mixed armies, but not sure. But that's all the scrolls, so it's not like a lot of scrolls. No, because you've got variations of the same thing as well. Because you've got three different tree men, you've got three different kernoffs, and you've got two different revenants, and then the rest is just characters, and there's not, there's not a lot in there, is there? No, but but there is because there's the, variations of them. So compared to the old Sylvaneth book, basically it's the same except you've got the Shades by Warband and the Arch Revenant. Yeah. So um, allies, then um, we'll get into the formations in a minute. But you can take Dispossessed, but only if your general is Ironbark. And you take Fire Slayers if, if your general is Ironbark. Yeah. So if you're Ironbark, you can actually ally in some Juradin. Um, other than that, it's Idenf, Stormcast, and Wanderers. So, I I would be tempted to to alloy some stuff in. To be alloy honest. some eels in, maybe. They lose. They lose quite a lot of their effectiveness, though, don't they? If they're allied, because you don't get the tides. Yeah, true. I mean, they're still fast. They still get the vault discharge and stuff, um, but you don't get the you have to shoot them and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Don't know. I have to. I. I don't honestly don't know if you'd use the allies. Um, you might do. I. I. You might slot in some stormcast casters who want some more magic. I guess, but because um, it's quite hard to get decent magic in this army. Maybe I because the storm guy is more than four hundred points in there. I was gonna say you could get yeah. the storm deepkin guy in, but yeah, yeah. he didn't come down to four hundred in the new handbook, did he? No. I I think he's 420. I'd have to double check it. Yeah. Um, he would have been yeah. quite a nice ally, actually. Yeah. But then um, he loses a lot of the rules as well because he's yeah. outside of Deepkin. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
Cool. Uh, for, yeah, let's get it. So, uh, Wargrove, I don't think we need to talk about that because you ain't getting that one. It's like the big one. Is that like the 6,000 point one? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, you've got the three spirits, which is one spirit of Durfu and three units of Kurnoff Hunters. In your movement phase, if you declare a unit from this battalion will run, do not make a run roll. Instead, add six to the move characteristic unit for that phase. So That's nice if you're going to take these units anyway. I mean, what is free spirits? 140 points. Actually, that's quite expensive, isn't it? For a yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't think that one really plays into it. No, um, that's a bit expensive. Lords of the clan, two to four ancients, one to three tree lords. Um, in your shooting phase, roll a dice for each enemy unit that's within six of two or more models on a two plus. It takes d3 mortal wounds. The tax taking two ancients is too high. Um, how many points is that one? It's a hundred uh, and something. Sixty. Sixty. Yeah. So if you if you're gonna take two ancients, probably yeah, just take you? this just to give them a. Because if you take two ancients, that's what they're three hundred each. Yeah, six hundred points. And then two hundred for the tree lord. That's eight hundred points. Plus the formation is eight hundred and sixty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's quite. And expensive. it's three of your behemoths. Yeah. There's no Durfu in there. If there was Durfu in there, if it was like just two to four big trees in any combination, I think you'd take it. Yeah, possibly. Uh, the household, this one's pretty good. Um, it's one tree lord, one branch witch, one unit of revs. Any units within three cannot retreat. Um, yeah, that's, that's good. I like it because it's the tree lord you're going to take, the branch which you're going to take. And the tree revs are battle line, so it's yeah. a nice trio of units. I think it's fairly cheap as well. 100 points. Yeah, so it's you know fairly good. I mean, it's what, 200 for the tree lord, 70 for the, uh, 80 for the branch witch, 280, yeah. plus 80 for that, uh, yeah, for the revs. Yeah, that's quite cheap. Uh, plus 100, so what's that, 380, 460? Yeah. It's all right. It's not bad. But like, the tree lord you can't retreat from is, is solid, you know? Yeah. Um, even forest. like tagging something with a unit of tree revs that they want to retreat away yeah like you know a, a wizard that's crapping combat that needs to run away and get on an objective or something just tagging it with those is pretty pretty useful yeah uh, forest folk uh, one branch wraith and three units of dryads uh, units in this battalion can retreat and charge um, oh that's not bad it's okay how many points is that one 140 yeah, it's expensive. If you're doing a dryad army, you're probably probably going to take it. Yeah. Um, and then it's the outcast, which is the cheap one. Three units of spike revenants, and they get fear of the forest. If an enemy unit fails a battle shot within three, add D3 to the number that flee. Yeah, that's quite cool. Um, I think that they have that ability life similar to that. They have to reroll successful and they get minus bravery. And then you can, and I think, there's another way of doing that as well. I think it yeah. might be the spite formation. Um, but spite revenants are what, 60 each? So that's 180? Yeah, 280. And the f- formation's 100? Uh, yeah. So it's 280 that's for a battle free line. battle line and a formation? Yeah. So it's just like, it's a bargain. Yeah, because you're getting your artifact as well for all your heroes, plus, plus a command point. And a command point, point. so... Um, I mean, I think I took Household and Outcast in my list. Because yeah. it gives you 
um, to to do formations. You spent two hundred points, but basically you you consolidate those six units into the two drops. Yeah, um, but that's all the formations. It's not a lot. Oh, there. there's not many then, is there? It's only a no, couple. I think because before all those big household ones were formations. Yeah, I mean now you're getting your your, your color scheme formation esque, you know, thing as well as a formation. You, you, know, you get quite a lot of rules, don't you? Mm. So it's a it, it's it's going to be quite hard to get a low drop silver enough army. Yeah, but it's nice because I'm so fed up of playing one drop silver enough. Yeah. For sure. Um, um, if, if I play Sylvaneth and it's not one drop, I have no problem playing it at all. Yeah. If it's one drop, it's always a pain in the ass because it was always one of the formations that just teleported everywhere and abused Dryad spam all over the board. Um, I mean, it was strong, like on the table, but you know, it was uh, it was never the best to play against. <laughs> no, no, exactly. I think. Um... You, you effectively, I think, I think what you're effectively doing with Silver Death is you can have like some little shitty units of battle line, probably hunters, um, sorry hunters, tree revs, or the outcast formation, yeah. and then you're going to have basically four big things and one big unit of hunters. Now your choices are: do you take like Alario because she you don't really need the ancient anymore. Yeah, because you don't need to get all the trees down. You can auto-cast the um, Verdant Blessing if you've taken the artifact on like the Branch Witch to basically plonk the wood down, because yeah, anyone can cast it. Yeah, if you're taking two smaller formations anyway, there's no reason why you wouldn't you wouldn't just slot that one in as well. Yeah, so you don't need the Ancient, and like rather than having the Ancient, you know, I'll have... I'll have Alario because she gives me another tree lord. Um, I'll take um, Durfu because it's Durfu, you know, and you'll take another tree lord because that opens up the formation for the household. Um, and then you take like, you know, it's like six great swords. Cause actually when you add it up, it's a lot of points. Like six great swords is 400 points, you know, Alario 660. That's over a thousand points. It's half your army. Then you yeah. go, or right, I'll take, you take the the branch witch, the unit of revs, the household, and the tree lord, and then you take the other formation for your battle line. Pop suddenly, in your endless spell. You're suddenly, at 2, like two thousand points. Yeah. So you don't get a lot. Um, if you don't take Alario, then you can unlock like double Durfu, but it's Alario's too good because um, you then you have to take an ancient because you need the casting, and then. The Ancient isn't really a good enough combat character. Or a caster. Or a good caster. So he's kind of like yeah. paying 300 points for a halfway house of both. And then you're like, well, for an extra 40, I could have a Durfu. Or I could pay free, an extra 60 points to get a Lariel because I'm going to get a 200-point hero for free. Um, so I think the list I wrote was was playing around those three, those characters and those two formations. And then you either go Winterleaf or you go um, Harvest Boon or you go Vanilla and take the um, the Warsinger um, upgrade. But I, I do like... I think it's okay. I think the problem is since um, when I was looking at this, it was back before things like Gristle Gore and Sun Ash and all this stuff's come out and 
honestly, a combat army that doesn't go first. I don't know if it cuts. It's the same problem I have with my death at the moment. It's like, they're cool, but they just don't go first. Yeah, they don't so go what twice. happens if your tree lord stomps the demonettes that go first? I presume you both go last, and then whoever's turn it is picks. No, um, they that's actually in the Sinesh book. So the Sinesh makes you go last, unless you have an ability that makes you go first. So you don't have an ability that makes you go first, but you make they go they go as a last as well. So then it'll be whoever's turn it is decides. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, it's okay. Um but I I think it'll be I think it's an okay army. Honestly, what's quite nice about the army is the amount of shooting you get, because you get like the shooting on the treeman, you can take bow guys, you can ally in some if you really wanted to. Um and I think it's nice because you've got the combat and the shooting is like a little brucey bonus. Whenever I play against Silverleaf, it's always the shooting that just tips the wounds over, does the damage. Um, there are some cool things in the book. Um, I like the extra charging. I like the healing mechanics from the endless spells. Um, I'm pretty sure, you know, the list I wrote was like the household, um, household, the outcast formation with the minimum in it. So I think we said that was what, uh, 280 for one of them, wasn't it? And 560 yeah. for the other. Um, it was 200 plus the tree revs, which is 280 plus a branch, which is 360 plus the formation, which was 100. 100, so it's 460 and 280 for the two min formations. So it's 740 points. That's given you your branch witch, your, tr- your tree lord, five revs, three units of outcast, two formations, two extra artifacts, two command points. Yeah, so then pop a laurel in for 660. Yeah. 400 for the grape swords and then a derfu you can't get that in so i so i would take out alarial and then add in derfu then add in an ancient i don't think you take the ancient isn't the is it the branch witch that's the caster branch witch and wraith yeah Right, so a Tree Lord Ancient is 300 and they're 80. Don't you just take, like, three of them? Yeah, what, instead, on top? Yeah, maybe. Instead of instead of an Ancient, you take three individual Branch Witches as your casters instead, because then you get three spells, three Unbinds, three different targets. You could like, do. But, I mean, what I like about the Ancient is it gives you that wood. It's actually quite good in combat. It's got the shooting attack. It, it is it is a lot tougher to get rid of, you know? Yeah. But you... no, I, just, I just can't see a list of Alariel at the moment, because I think she's just so strong. She is good, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, the army's quite small, is the point I'm trying to make here. Yeah. Um, so where, where do you see this book in terms of power at the moment? Um, I think the, the scenery rules have been a bit of a... A bit of a bat, a bat of a bat to it because a lot of the rules say one inch away, but now it's three inches away. Suddenly, it, it really restricts the book. Um, honestly, I I see them as like middle middle top. I don't see them as competing with the Skaven, the Sinesh. Oh, even no, definitely not. And even the Sinesh, to be honest, I don't think it's that good. I actually think Sylvaneth against Sinesh is a really good match. 
because you've got the shooting to, to kill the characters. Yeah. You've got enough stuff to bog the board down with, and you've got the stomping mechanic to make them go last. So actually, I think against Sanesh, they, they're actually quite good. Um, because you've got access to shooting, basically, and Sanesh hate it. Um, so... I don't. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't write them off. I think they're a decent army. I just think they're going to have bad matchups. But they always struggled with that. Um, I think Skaven and Gristlegore. I mean, Gristlegore's not so bad. I don't think because um, again, you can just shoot off. You can you shoot take them a off. decent amount of shooting with the Ender spells, the other spells, mm. the Realm spells, the shooting. I think you can do a Terror Geist quite happily. Yeah, quite easily. I mean, I and think, then if you and then if you stomp it and go in with Durfee, you'll just twat it off in a single go anyway. There is an argument for the formation where you just take the three units of um, hunters and you just have like eighteen bow hunters. Yeah. Um, you know, for twelve hundred points or whatever it is, I'll have to look it up. There was something that you could use on shooting. Uh, so it's null root. Reroll hit rolls of one for attacks made by friendly Narrow units while they're whole within twelve of any Narrow wizards. Yeah. So there, you, there was there was something else that gave you plus one attack to all your weapons. Yeah, so that's the um command ability from the Arch Revenant. Uh but I think that's in the combat phase. So So Heartwood, okay. Yeah. Artifact of power. You can reroll hit rolls for attacks made by friendly Heartwood Cone of Hunters Holy Vin Twelve. So that is not restricted to yeah, that one's not. to melee. So I don't think there's anything for plus one attack. There's just reroll to hit. I thought there was something. Honestly, the reroll to hit's better. Like because you, you like three attacks hitting on fours, re-rolling makes a massive difference. Yeah, well, definitely. And then, you know, because you can basically go, I'll take, you know, three units of hunters with bows and they get to reroll to hit. And you can put them in the formation, make sure army a low drop. Might be a bit boring, but it still works, I think, you know. I think the problem is is that your own wood's blocked on sight, so it's uh I'm not, I'm not so sure. I think I think you you take the army and you're I think you'll be struggling a little bit. Um I'm not sure the combat's good enough. What in the army as as a whole? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay, but it's like you're paying a premium for stuff. I mean, like if you think about like Kernoff Hunters, six of them. That's thirty wounds, with four up save. But that's four hundred points, and I think the problem is when you look at stuff like Plague Monks, and you're yeah. getting like. You know, for like 280 points for like 40 guys that have got like four attacks each with all their bonuses and rerolls. Yeah, you can have a great save and you can have like elite attacks, but at the end of the day, if someone rolls 120 dice at you with rerolls, you're going to probably have to take like like 50 saves. This is like, you have a four up save, that's 25 wounds. Even with a reroll, you're taking another half of that again, still 12 wounds, still half the unit dead. Yeah, yeah I think. Um, yeah, they're not mean to battle shock. They've got low bravery. I don't know. I think, I think the army's okay. Um, I think you can do some nice. Um, I, I think it's really good in objective play. Like the, you know, the the um, tree revs teleporting around no matter what, and the outcast formation as well allows you to do some stuff with, you know, be really patient. Um, 
again, it, a lot of it will depend on can you get your woods down. But if you can't guarantee first turn and they can spread out on the board, you won't be able to put many woods down at all. Um, you might even end up playing around one wood. Um, so that will shut down all your teleporting. Well, the, pro- the problem you've got is as well, is if you, because you put the tree down before any units, so if you're against, say, Nurgle, who also put a tree down before as well, you'd roll off. If the Nurgle player wins, they just dump that their Nurgle tree. Like, obviously, you you don't know what side of the board you're on, but you could almost bully your opponent into giving you the side you want by sticking a tree in their deployment zone. Yeah, you find that to stop you them put it, putting the territory yeah, in there. And then, their, then, their then you're and as a Nurgle player, you've got a tree in your deployment zone which allows you to, um, you know, get contagion. But I I don't know. Like, I think it's it's one of those things, isn't it? It's like you could end up with like only like two woods on the table if you're lucky and it 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 makes a massive difference because so many of the abilities are talking about wildwoods and i i think yeah. the problem is is that a lot of armies just get those things innately and you need some other trigger and with that three inch restriction in match play I don't know. I'd have to see some play. I feel I'm not doing that they're terrible. I just don't think they're, and it's a good thing they're not because I don't really want, don't really want another book coming out that's just like setting the world on fire. You know, um, I think they're solid. I just think they're not as, um, ugh, the word no brainer, but I just think they they will require a bit of play. I think they'd be good in objective play. You've got some solid units. I think Alarial maybe is auto include. I don't know. It's tough. I have to see some games. I have got um, the lists I wrote are quite small, honestly. Um, you're looking at, you know, like four or five units of five guys and four big things, uh, or like three big things and a unit of six Kurnoffs. So it's actually quite a small army. Yeah. Um, I do like the Glade Worm and the Hive. I think there's some good play around that. Um, oh, definitely. And I think yeah. the Outcasts, uh, especially with the Outcast formation, even if you took two of it. Like, you know, two outcast formations giving you like six units that, you know, and in the outcast grove where you can teleport around quite good because it gives you that, you know, like six like chaff units, but it gives you the artifacts to power up your Durfus. Yeah. Um, And there's some great artifacts. So you want to unlock those formations. But I think Lords of the Clan is really high tax. I mean, you could play the the Ancients because they're basically like cut-priced Durfus. So you could play those because um, they give you Wizards as well. But having to take the normal Tree Lords a bit of a tax in that as well. I'm not so sure, but I think we'll see some play with the army. But um, I'm not so sure because I, I originally I thought, oh, they're really good like combat Alpha Strike. But that was before... Like a lot of the combat armies that are around now came to the fore when I was looking at this book. Um, so I'm not so sure now. Yeah. Interesting to see what happens in the meta. Um, I think, I think what they are good is they are an all rounder. You've got objective play, you've got some wizards, you've got some shooting, you've got some combat. Don't like more wounds. It's about one of the only weaknesses, but you know, they are a solid army. Like, they've got a bit of everything. So if you play it well... That's the same as Stormcast, though, yeah. isn't it? They've got a bit of everything, but they get bummed by mortal wounds. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, you can... I think I think if you play well with them, you'll do well with them. I, I think they're a, blo- a bit like Nurgle. 
if that makes sense. Yeah, like the list we were talking about, I think I quite happily play a game against that and you know, depending on what scenario and whatever it is, I think it wouldn't be too much of a problem. Yeah. Other than the tree, uh, tree revs just teleporting in and snagging your objectives, that would be the that would be the difficult bit, I think. Yeah. There isn't anything in there uh, that I'm particularly worried about, but it might just be because I've played against Sylvaneth so much and they almost feel like a toned-down version of Sylvaneth. Yeah. When I don't know if they actually need toning down. <laughs> um they have got some boosts in places, but for me, I think like the ancient not being a two cast wizard. Um, yeah, that the costs sucks. of the units are a little bit on the expensive side. Um, I think like even like the ancients too expensive. I think you know like <laughs> for a one cast wizard, three forty is way too expensive. When you look at like, I know it's a really it's terrible example because the- it's it is. Uh, 300 sorry <laughs> you can, don't it, choose still, when you compare don't it use vermin lord when you compare it to oh, a vermin Jesus lord Christ. which is still so under costed i know but like oh they, it's just silly um the the tree lord ancient should be too cast for sure yeah and i think like even like um alario at 660 you think about that that's a lot of points for something that doesn't have a mortal wound save I mean, like, I've yeah. never had a problem killing her because you just charge her and you just kill her. No, I've, I've rinsed her with plague bearers, killed her with great and clean ones, killed her with magic. Like she, d- she does go down. I know she's good, but and even like Dreitcher at three twenty just seems expensive. Like for me, it's like if Alara was six hundred, Dreitcher was two eighty, Durfu was three hundred, the Ancient was two sixty or two eighty, the Hunters were one eighty. Yeah. You know, they they just it would the army would just open up. I I think yeah, maybe everything's sort of twenty points too expensive. Other than the battle well, I think lines. the normal units like your dryads, your revs, you know, your characters, yeah. all that is all fine. It's even the tree lord at two hundred. I think it's fine. I think it's just the other stuff. It's, it's the it's stuff the that stuff makes the really army work. Before. You know, yeah. um, I think you've got to have a rev. You've got to have an arch revenant if you're going to take Kern off hunters. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe, maybe you'll see uh, the list will go back to being like lots of hunters taking the rev, taking I, the. Um, I think I think you're gonna see like a hunter, uh, uh, three units of six hunters. So you're gonna have two like sixes of bows, one yeah. six of swords. Um, maybe in the formation. Yeah, I think you'd take Heartwood, uh, wouldn't and you? Then, uh, and then maybe a couple of cheaper heroes mm. or something. Um, and then maybe even more, just like an, another unit of bows or something, just like around the twenty-one-ish amount of, a bit like when people spam skyfires. Yeah. Well, if you had five units, it's, just, it's two. It's a thousand points, isn't it? It's five yeah. five sets of three. It's a thousand points, but yes, I think I think you could spend like sixteen hundred points on Kernoffs to have a couple of revenants. And then, like the cheap battle lines for one eighty or something, and they just go full turn off. Yeah, mode. probably. And I think the, you know, you you've got access to that um, formation, haven't you? Which is free as hunters and a spirit of Durfu. I know it's expensive, but if you if you want a combat army, that's that's a solid combat unit. That's one drop, but then the other drop could be your um, your formation Outcasts. with the outcasts. 
So what what would that be? Yeah. Then? If you go right, Spirit of Death is what three forty, right? Then you'd yep. take um, you'd have to take a rev because you want the rev. Um, yeah. And then you'd take the formation is one forty, was it? For free spirits. Yeah. Yep. And then you're going to take what? How many units of Colonel Hunters? Say twelve hundred for that. That gives you three. And then that gives you two eighty for the outcast. So that's just yep. over. So you'd have to drop one unit of Kurnos. And then maybe like a, a branch witch for a wizard. And then maybe yeah. then this spell. Yeah, then what what you got then? Like nineteen seventy. Yeah, basically nineteen forty with the two formations, three units of outcast, the branch witch, the um arch revenant, um the six, the six, the three. So it's a thousand points of um hunters, so it's five units yeah. in the formation. So two sixes and a three. So you could have six bows, three bows, six swords, um, Durfu, yeah. three units of outcasts, um, the branch, branch witch, witch, the arch revenant, and you've got sixty points yeah. left. And then you've got two, you've got two formations. So all three of your heroes have an artifact. Yeah, and it's a it's a four drop army. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, it's okay. I mean. So it's it's a good little rounder. It's got combat, it's got shooting, it's got some magic, and it's got some bodies. It's like if you're not sure what to take, it's probably an all right starting point. I oh, can't quite get it in. You could have three units of bows to get a Lario in. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Just seems like you just don't get enough. And maybe you could do. I don't think you'd better fit Lords of the Clan, Free Spirits, and uh, and the Outcasts in. Um, no, but maybe it's a better way to go. Is Lords of the Clan? I don't know. If you take like two normal tree lords, but it's just, the Durf is so good, isn't he? It's just, it's weird that that's not formation. Isn't an arch revenant and hunters when he's like buffs them and affects them, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I think it's okay. Um, I think it'd be fun to play with it. Because it's it's a lot less yeah. faffy, it's a lot less like put yeah, woods I'm... down, cast this, cast this, redeploy one drop. It's like I've got some combat stuff and I've got some shooting, and it just goes in and just like just charges. Yeah. My last my last three games of Silver Nef were all against an identical list. All three of them were one drops, mm. obviously, and they all all basically revolved around me going, "Cool, I'm gonna go for the go to the bar for like twenty minutes." I'll, I'll just be back when you've done your first movement phase because they do all this thing where they redeploy across the entire board for 20 minutes. So you may as well just not even be there. Yeah. But at, le- at least that's gone. Yeah. Now. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's, I mean, it's good that the book's not another Skaven. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I, I, I couldn't do think I could deal with another one of those, to be honest. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's a shame. Thing, I think things, like you said, feel a little bit too expensive in places. It might just be because there's other stuff undercosted, right? Rather than this being yeah, overcosted. It's, it's more that <laughs> Vermin Lords are uh, <laughs> just dumb still. You know, Vermin Lords, Plague Monks, Screaming Bells. I mean, a Grace here on Screaming Bells, what, 2 220? Two Cast Wizard, 5 up Mortal Save? I mean, and it's got a ton of wounds. It's It's ridiculous. And it's a hundred and what eighty points cheaper than a 
one cast tree lord i like when you when you think about what you get compared to like the tree lord well just at like the, the cost of like 30 dryads 270 40 plague monks are 280 it's like yeah that's after they've been adjusted like yes because they were 240 yeah. weren't they and like just i think they were 210 i think they were 210 because they were 70 weren't they oh God. no they must have been 240 yeah it must have been yeah but i think do you know what i mean like it just seems you know, i think they were 70 240 for 40 um but i don't know like it almost it almost seems the book's too fair <laughs> is that the way to describe it yeah well, enough, but it's like it's just yeah, too fair maybe maybe in the maybe in the next round of point adjustments stuff will because i've been writing sinesh list and to... it's about in line with what you get in a sinesh army because you don't get a lot in sinesh I know the depravity is good, but as if you get any sort of shooting or way to get rid of the heroes, the army just falls to bits. And this feels a little bit like that. It, it just feels at the same level. I know people are like, "Oh, Sinesh yeah. are amazing," but I don't. I don't see it. I, I know they're good, but they're only amazing because there's not gun lines kicking around. As soon as you get two or three top tier Kradron players kicking around, Slanesh won't be you don't around. Even the top. need like a gun, a dedicated gun line. You just need armies with a little bit of shooting. Like even yeah, even it's like when, it's when they do come against a gun line, they just get punched. Well, of course, bits. yeah. But I mean, even like if you think about like a Sylvaneth army that's got like two Durfus, two units of three bow hunters, one unit of six scythes, a couple heroes, some battle line. It doesn't. It doesn't like you're not going. Oh, that's loads of shooting. But that the shooting from the two units of bow hunters and the two Durfus is enough to probably kill all the heroes. Like you know, over the game, like. And all we've got to do is stop the depravity. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like I, and and the fang because the stomps and stuff. You you can get round the double piling shenanigans because they're going at the end as well. So it's it's not it's alternating. So yeah, I'm not sure. I think they're okay. Um, I think they'll be fun to play. I think they've got some good lists. I think it might it might need some play to see how the woods interact with the new changes, but I think you'll still better get woods down. I think you'll still get them on the table. Um, and you know, it's, uh, it's not, it's not, it's not a bad book. There's a lot of options and there's a lot of different lists. So I certainly yeah. think they'll see, you always see Silver Neff on the tables, which is a good thing. So yeah, not too bad. That's pretty cool. Yeah. At least they don't have to take as much to tournaments now because they only have to take one wood in their box instead of <laughs> 17. Well, even if they... They probably take, like, two or three sets because you you can build the woods out bigger. So if you've got a big yeah. space on your table, you could literally fill it with a massive wood. Um, and, yeah, you could do. You know, that, that's pretty decent, especially if you're... Um, you know, you've got your Durf, two spirits of Durfu near it. I mean, that's like getting the extra attacks and stuff. And, you know, even like, I mean, even like 30 Dryads for 270, that's not a unit to be sniffed at. That's an awful lot of wounds. And if you pick that piece of terrain as your immune to battle shock, you don't even have to worry about command points. So you do have some yeah. good, they do have some nice little synergistic rules and some good, good units. And, you know, I think the strength really is in the, in the little battle line units, you know, I think they're really good. Yeah, well, it'll be good good to see what people do. Hopefully, we'll see some at the final. Yeah, I mean, I've got some Sylvaneth that I I purchased, so I've got an army. So I was going to put it together and paint it. So I might I might just contrast it up and give it a few games, see how it plays. Um, it's certainly not 
an army that I would write off completely, like and just go, oh no, it's not even worth it. Because I think it'd be quite fun to play with it. Um, yeah, and I do like the models; they are very nice. But it's too many armies at the moment. That's the problem. I just want to play everything. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's it. I think we've talked about it enough. Um, yeah. Very cool, but I think um, in terms of competitive match play, um, they're they're kind of like maybe a four and one army, um, similar to like Nighthaunt, Nurgle, that kind of stuff. It's it's there, but it's not, and and that's a good thing. You know, that's not a bad thing. Um, I think you can, they can win tournaments. I think you can go five and zero, but you'll need need a bit of luck, a bit like Stormcast, like you say. Um, certainly uh, a decent army to play with I think so well see what happens then okay right I think that'll about do it then cool. so uh, thanks for listening to Sylvaneth Review and um, obviously I did that show with um, Richie and Jim talking about um, the meta and things and the handbook and and their, their sort of Warhammer stories I'm going to try and do a few more guest shows so um as and when I can. So hopefully we'll see a few more different content come out than just reviews. Um, I've got the ETC coming up, so I haven't delved into the handbook yet because I'm trying to keep my brain into old Warhammer. And if I go into the handbook too deeply, I'll, um, I don't want to be out there playing and going, Oh, I'll use this command ability and go, Oh, I can't do that. Oh, this is nice battle line units. Oh no, it's not. So I, I will do a review of it, but it'll be uh, mid August. Um, but it'll give it time to settle really. So, all right. Thanks for listening. Uh, I'll talk to them soon. Alright, bye. To make sure you don't miss out on any more Hammer to Your Face, subscribe to us on iTunes, add our RSS feed to your reader, and follow us on Twitter at facehammer underscore. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to give us some feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.